because now it's like 1.30. And uh, there's a semi-truck dealership also right next to the car dealership. And one of the guys starts heading for a tractor, like a Peterbilt. And I looked at my friend Mark, not my brother Mark, and I said, we should probably get ready to run soon. <laughs> and it was my Just brother. Not my, do this. <laughs> my brother Rick, who was in the lead, and he opens the door to the semi, and I'm like, time to go. And we see a squad go by. Squad drives down the main street. So we just freeze. Don't move. If we don't move, they can't see <laughs> he us. They won't see us. It's like a T-Rex. Yeah. Can't see Our us. Our vision is movement-based. Right. So we all freeze. It goes by. I'm looking at the squad, and I hear... <laughs> Hello! What? Brandon's got no music to rock out on. I did when you came back in. I didn't go anywhere. I don't know. You reached over and touched something off screen. Touched myself. (laughs) Didn't really. I'm just kidding. I'm on camera. Now this video is going to be flagged. (laughs) No, you reached off camera and like touched something. Right when you welcomed everybody to the show. Oh, must have accidentally bumped. I bumped something. I bumped it. Hey, welcome to episode 29. I reached out. I touched it. Episode 29. Mike Morazzo, Brandon Silvera, hanging out. Four fingers. I'm I'm no longer a gimp. Oh, good for you. Breaking news. This just in. Oh, wait. I've got that. I know, but you refuse to hit the button. I keep forgetting. Hey, I can hear it. And now I can't hear it. And I haven't touched anything. You're you're all screwed up on that end. I blame you. Hit you and your three bars. Three bars, baby. Three bars again. My, of my three favorite bars. Cheers. McGinty's. That's from Frasier. I know. Okay, and I don't have a third bar. I don't really know. I don't go to bars, although I would like to go to a bar where everyone knows your name. That would be cool. Right? Walk in. Well, you've got people chanting, let's go, Brandon. So I, I need screamed. someone to yell, Mike. Just, everybody is just, again, just confidence has never been higher. Nope. Need, that's I, amazing. I need to get one of those t-shirts just to. You like should. Then, and then on the back, put, I'm Brandon. I'm actually Brandon. <laughs> of Full House Woodworking. And so, yeah. like a, you know. Well, now that we have the, uh, the easy press for the cricket, maybe I can start coming up with something like that. So now that you have the easy press, I guess my daughter's out as far as making T-shirts for you. No, I still I'll, want to. I'll see break what the she news to her. No, I still <laughs> want to know what she can do. Okay. I can't wait. She, I showed she reached you. Out to, she reached out to me before. Before, before we, we bought, bought the, the easy thing, press, and we bought the thing for to do something for a friend. So she I also just, has the little like triangle one. Have you seen that one? Oh, the little teeny tiny thing. Yeah, so you can get to corners and stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She showed me all of her stuff because she was, uh, as I, as you know, some of the listeners don't know, I sent you a picture while I was at work in my fishbowl on the last night of my fishbowling, and I was designing my T-shirts. So I sent you a picture of me doing that and then uh, showed my daughter. And See, the I weird said, thing about that picture, though, was that you were butt naked. That was the part that was odd. I didn't think you could see me in the reflection of the glass. Well, I could see so you, the computer in the reflection of the glass, but you focused the camera on yourself. That was the <laughs> odd thing. 
I'm just used to that, I guess. I, don't don't go. I'm not just knocking go with it. it. Just go with it. I did. I'm living free, baby. I'm, so let me do whatever I want at work. That's how I roll. Playing, playing real fast and loose. You couldn't see where I was hiding my gun. Sounds like I the ceiling's caving. I don't know where you were hiding that gun. <laughs> so I did come up with a, a cool logo design for my shirt. It will be the M and the W. The, the M and the? The M and the W from the uh, logo that I'm showing the camera. And, which is probably blurry because it's not meant to be focused up close. Focus. And then um, on the back, it'll have the whole logo. So I'm excited about that. It's going to look so awesome. So you're, you're um, still in your fishbowl at work. Yes, until at least Tuesday. Because oh. my, doc- my doctor hoodwinked me. You've been hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked. And I feel like she did that shit on purpose. Of course she did. Because Why I, else would she? I was telling everybody last week that I was going to go to the doctor on, on Wednesday and hopefully talk her into letting me go back to full duty a, a week earlier than what she was saying the recovery time was going to be. So here I am all happy, excited to go to the doctor, <laughs> thinking it's finally over. I get a call the day before saying, oh, yeah. The doctor's not going to be in tomorrow, so we're going to have to reschedule you. Oh, well, God. Uh, Do you have the Valley Girls working there, too, on the phones? Uh, no, I, there's usually older women with very thick, typically Vietnamese accents. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, because they called me on Tuesday. I go, well, I can be there in an hour. Is she in today? Does she have an opening today? I will. I mean, I'll I'm be right the, there. I'm on the way. Uh, no, the soonest I can get you in is Friday. Well, Friday, we had a school field trip planned. And that's just not going to work. I'm not going to miss the field trip. So now I go this Tuesday. Sorry, at the, dude. At the beginning of week six. Uh, see, they were almost right on. With six to eight weeks, right? I know. She's making me wait the full six. She You've made me. it six. So Mine went from two to six, so <laughs> that was worse. I got a feeling she's going to try to make me ride this out for the full eight, and I am just, I'm not, not about that. You can only watch so much television while you're at work. I can only getting walk, paid. I can only walk that building so many times. Getting your steps in, are you? Oh yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is like people think that like, oh man, must be nice to just sit around and watch. You know, like Netflix and stuff all night. Like, like don't get me no. wrong. I, this is more or less what what I'm being told to do is stealing money. Like, I think that I should be put to work. Not stealing money. Well, no. I mean, I'm it's, doing. It's nice I'm that you that you think working that way. as directed. But this is like you can you could use me for something else. You could. have They're me not handing out. you any like data entry stuff. Looking no. up old cases. Nothing. Nope. Just. Go in that room. Go in this room. Watch TV. Stay in there. Don't hurt yourself anymore. Let Please us, don't get let hurt. Us, let us come in and roast you occasionally. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. We're, we're, right. we're basically morale boosters so that people can go in and go, must be nice. Oh, look at Silvera. Hey, Silvera, get me I some coffee. The, if I was the only one in there, I I would just not show up to work. 
No one would I'd know. Ba- I'd, I'd basically walk in there, say hi to everybody so that, like, brass would see me. And then when everyone went out, I would just leave. You got to do what um, I read an article about how women can, can leave work and then people think they're still there. What they do is they bring like an old purse from home and a sweater. So you open up your desk drawer, you throw your purse in there, and you leave it open because that's where you keep your purse and just throw the sweater over your, your seat, your chair, and then you just leave. People think you're like walking to the bathroom or going to get something to eat, but you're actually out of the building. That's pretty smart. Yeah. So Probably going to do that this week. <laughs> hang your vest over <laughs> the seat because like, I don't wear my vest while well, I'm I'll on just my bring, duty. I'll, I don't change out. Like, I show up half the time in sweatpants and a T-shirt. What? I have to yeah. have a uniform on. No, I don't. Because I'm, I no, I said I do because I, I was oh, taking reports I from don't. people I don't coming have in. To, I don't have to interact with the public. You have no responsibilities whatsoever. There none. There is no reason for me to be there. You're like in a few good men. Jason Pollock is that yeah. his name. Jason Pollock. Hi, I'm lead counsel Daniel Caffey, and this is <laughs> Lieutenant Weinberg, who's got absolutely no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> that's you. Yes, that's me. Uh, okay. Wow. Yet again, you trump my department. Hey, I'm telling you. You got tanks and helicopters, and you don't have to. You show up in sweats when you're on light duty. Yeah. I so what's to, the news? I haven't of, shaved the entire time. As our viewers can see. Yes. If you look into YouTube, you can see my shitty beard. And mine's coming in now because, you know, Movember starts in a couple of days. Um, yeah. What's the other news you have about your FTO stuff at work? So uh, I will be off of midnights unless somebody. You're a dick. Unless, unless my buddy on uh, one of the midnight FTO teams, like, basically hands me a shit ton of money. Because to, to go I, back tonight. Oh yeah, to stay on midnights because he wants me to go to his team, and I would love to work with him. But I need I need to get off of midnights. I'm tired of feeling like crap. So I will be moving to either swings or days. What are the odds for days? Because you said me most likely swings. Most likely swings. Uh, there's only one swing shift team that I want to go to, uh, which has two spots open, and I am bidding fourth. So oh, it would okay. take two people taking that team which would then leave me with both or I have two day shift teams that I would like to go to. So one of those would be open. It's one of those things of I'm either going to take the swing shift team I want or the day shift team that I want. Yeah. So, okay. And if something really weird happens, they're like, no, you can't go to swings or days. You have to stay midnights. There's a midnight FTO team that I'd like to go to. So, Oh, all right. So So either way you're going to be working on a team that you want or, Uh, a job a time frame that you want yeah and i will have saturday sunday and monday off so we'll just change every all of all of those teams have those days off and i get to go back to the east side of the city east side or north town and go back to where the world makes sense talking to shithead gangsters like i like better you than me i'm done with all that well, yeah, you're only going to be around till May, so. I told you when I. Well, I, on the other hand, still God want, willing. still, still enjoy the. Uh, the I little love the job, just not those shitbags. Oh, I love those shitheads. So honestly, I would rather talk to them than the like stuck-up rich people that are racist but don't know it. No, they know it. 
They're just no, too they, rich I, to they are completely oblivious to it. Like, he just doesn't belong in the neighborhood. Well, wh- like, what's what makes you say that? Just look at him. I am. He's driving a Buick LeSabre with tinted windows and he, he's driving a up. Honda Accord. Okay, well, that I can understand. Like, that doesn't belong here. But Homeboy's <laughs> driving a goddamn Tesla. He's just Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> just happens to have a good job. And he sells drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really good at selling drugs. Really good Holy at selling shit, drugs. Holy shit, I've got a pound of meth in the trunk. Uh, I told you, I've been looking at, I've been fixing all these reports at work. So I got to, so th- my job was to go in and fix all these validation errors on these reports. Yeah, you got to fix other people's mistakes. Yeah, or why the computer won't let it clear. You know, if you have an exceptionally cleared case, yet the date doesn't, you arrest someone on one day, and then three weeks later, the victim doesn't want to sign complaints, so it's been exceptionally cleared by the victim not wanting to pursue complaints. Three weeks later, that's the date that it was cleared. But because you brought someone in for questioning, or technically they were under arrest three weeks earlier, you have to delete dates and shit because the software doesn't, it's not smart enough to know that it was actually cleared the day you brought him in because then you let him go because then there were supposed to be complaints signed, and then they decided not to sign complaints. So it's it's just bad writing of software. I, I mean, I didn't go to computer school, but you'd think with today's technicians, they'd be able to write a software that was more intuitive to what we need it for. Hey, man, I work in the South Bay, which is uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, baby. And our shit don't work either. <laughs> in fact, that's the running joke, is that, wow, we work in Silicon Valley, and we can't get shit that works. How do you think those poor assholes in the Midwest are doing? Yeah, serious. I can't imagine yeah. how you guys are freaking functioning. We had to farm out the report writing software to a Canadian software developer. Eh? Yeah. And it doesn't understand that when you type in paramedic that you're spelling it correctly. <laughs> this is spelled wrong. No, it's not. Ours won't let us add words to the dictionary because it's full. That well, I can't add, like we can't add anything to a dictionary. You just type it up. And it's like you spelled this wrong. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So this is what everyone does. Everyone types it in a word document. You're right. Copies and, and pastes. Copies and pastes it in there. And then sometimes the program's like, "Huh, I'll show you. I'll just screw all this stuff up, and your report will be completely out of order, and then you'll look like an idiot at court." Well, not that I know from personal experience. <laughs> you know, it's that's better than what just happened to me. What happened to you? We had uh, a person went missing. So he That's works at good. one of our hotels. He's a sous chef, Ooh. which is pretty impressive. He also lives at the hotel. Wasn't good enough to be the full chef, but he's a sous chef. Yeah. Right. So he doesn't, he's like, he works, let's say, Monday, Tuesday. He's supposed to be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So he tells friends he's going up to Wisconsin to see family. And he tells his boss. And then he gets picked up, maybe. Who knows? Never comes back to work. He's an adult. So they want to file a missing person report. So I get all this information. At the same time, I'm getting a stolen automobile, a stolen motor vehicle report from a woman who lives in fucking Alabama who came up here to meet a, she was up here on vacation with a friend who also had another car. So they drove up here with two cars. And then while she was up here, this friend of hers, I'm not, I'm sorry, she lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then she says, my friend called and said she was stranded. So we picked her up. Of course, it happens in my town. She meets her where she's stranded in my town. They're going to drive back to New Mexico that night or start. 
So they go into the gas station to get munchies, but they leave said friend in the car. And then they see said friend driving off with the brand new 2022 Honda Odyssey. Sounds Where's like a she going? Friend. Maybe going she'll come back. Maybe she forgot something at whatever place she was staying at in the Chicagoland area. So they wait an hour. And she never comes back. So they call her. And she doesn't answer the phone. So they get in their second oh. car. And they just drive home. They don't call the police. They don't call anybody. This happened at the beginning of September. She just called last week to file a report. <laughs> so anyways, I'm dealing with that. And then I'm dealing with this guy who was missing. So I do all the, literally on three reports took me six hours. So much back and forth and information and researching stuff. I write all these reports. As I'm closing the missing person report, up in the upper left-hand corner, it says, saving to network. I tell my buddy who's senior officer that day that the reports are ready that I wrote and he can grade them or whatever. So he reads all my reports. He okays all the reports. He sends all of them through to records. It's still spinning on my computer, saving to server. I tell the next shift, don't that's, fucking close this that's for like an hour. not good. <laughs> right. Don't close this. Let it sit. Okay. They come back the next day. They? Well, after like I left, right, they close it. I come in the next day. I'm up in my fishbowl. The chief comes in. He's got a piece of paper. He goes, what the fuck? Where's the narrative on this? I go, I look at it. I go, what do you mean? Missing person. I go, I don't know. It's in there. I did it. I typed it. I it it's not there. I go, I don't know what to tell you, but I wrote the report. So find it. You find it. Like, I'm not a tech guy. It's in the cloud. The, the senior officer read it. He okayed it. And he forwarded it. You find it. Nope. Mike's got to get on the horn. Got to call wherever the fuck this guy's at. Ask him to find my report. For some reason. So they, I'm on the phone with this guy for an hour. He's, got a, he, he's controlling our computer system. He's going in all the files. He can't find the report. He's like, um... Sorry, but, uh, yeah, it's gone. See, this is where it pays to save your reports in Word documents. <laughs> so, for whatever reason, I have no idea. I wrote it in Word for the first time in I don't even know how long and saved it in Word on the desktop just for a day. I don't know why. So, I got to write the whole report over, and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Like, God damn it. I'm like, oh, wait, I might have the narrative somewhere. So sure enough, I saved it in the Word doc on the desktop, and I just copied and stuck it in there. I still have to fill out all the rest of the boxes that I already filled out that just disappeared. Yeah, but at least but, like the hard work's yeah, I was recovered. I was, I was pissed. So Jeez. that was my excitement during the week. <laughs> That's way just more that. exciting than my week. Yeah, well, when I went to the doctor, she said... Uh, the uh, physical therapist had me doing some drills. I got to do agility drills, make sure I can chase people. So I'm doing ladder, what do you, shuttles, shuttle runs. Okay. Left to right and doing those. She's like, jump up and down. I'm jumping. Like, there's an exercise in T25 where you jump up from point A to point B. You go, you know, laterally. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And then I'm doing like one leg and she's laughing because I'm kind of showing off now. And then I go back the next day and my foot hurts because <laughs> I did too much work. She's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel great because I can't take this anymore. 
And I did say that work doesn't deserve me back unless I'm 100%, except I can't post anything on fucking Instagram because I'm off. <laughs> I got all this stuff saved up. I got to get back to work in my shop. So I told He's her, I'm get fine. Back to his followers, man. Yeah. So she has me push a sled with like only 75 pounds and then pick up 50 pounds and carry it and put it down three times, whatever. Do all that shit. See the doctor. Doctor goes, I heard your foot hurts. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, how do you think you do? I'm like, I'm fine, man. I got to get back on, the, back on the street. She's like, all right, well. Reluctantly, I guess it's been six, six weeks or six or seven weeks. September 19th is when I hurt myself. Jeez. And mine so, was only a few days after yours. Yeah. So she goes, okay, go back. And if you need to and it's not healed right, come back in. So hopefully that won't happen. But going back to work on Monday night. I, I have a, um, a thing up in my corner that's got an exclamation mark for the um, – Oh, it's the signal. red with the exclamation mark? Yeah. Yeah, it just means your signal's really shitty. Hardwired in. Yeah. Okay. Technology, right? Only till April, then we won't have this anymore. We might have to do our Skype. I think the Skype ones turn out better. Well, you know, to be honest. I, yeah. I uh I re I downloaded and purchased uh Skype eCam recorder, Skype recorder on my Mac, and that's how I'm able to record our Skype stuff. I don't know if they make it for Windows, so I have to see if they make it for Windows. And then I you can. think that would just cross-populate over? I don't know. I don't think – I think I thought it was Mac because there's a program called Ecamm mm -hmm. that's specifically Mac, only for Macs, and that's how they incorporate Skype. So I'm not sure if Skype has its own program that allows not Ecamm. You know, on a Windows machine. Since this new awesome gaming computer is a Windows-based machine. Without a webcam. See what happens when you change platforms? Yeah. <laughs> so we, I actually downloaded... Skype came with the computer, of course, so I'm logged in. Oh, yeah. And um, I just have to see if there's a way to record it. And But now that I have this computer that's super fast, it's got this amazing processor and stuff, I can run that OBS software... Uh, broadcasting software where I can record our screen. Okay. So I'm going to get all that set up, and maybe we'll start doing these live. Ooh. It'll stream live to YouTube, Ooh. not like what's that other live streaming service that I, I set up for us? Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna be Twitch. Honest, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. Um, more people have can access YouTube than Twitch, obviously. So Yeah. Or they're more – everyone can access Twitch, but no one wants to actually – Unless yeah, you're a gamer, like YouTube, you're really not on Twitch. Actually, yeah, I feel like YouTube still has the uh, the bigger audience. And Facebook, you can live stream to Facebook too, so we we could do it. As, yeah, but I mean, with our luck, Facebook could censor us within the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they changed their name, didn't they? I don't really care. Yeah, they're going to be meta. I don't know what that is. Okay. Doesn't that sound sinister? Yeah, it's supposed to be a positive thing? I don't know. I don't, think I don't know. The, the Zuck said something about a metaverse... The Zucks. I don't, I don't, <laughs> what would you call them, dude? Yeah, the Zuck. Okay, I, I don't, I, I don't understand anything. It's like with this crap. It's like Ant Man calling Captain America Cap. Yeah, I don't know. Cap, I, I, I think, I think he says Cap with a, a like as a term of endearment. I have none of those feelings towards <laughs> Mark Shitter, Fuckerberg. Shitterberg. I call him Fuckerberg. Okay. Oh, that works. 
Because Uncle know. Harold's in Facebook jail again. What do you do? Are you I, show I don't another know. vagina <laughs> or a, a car that looks like one. I don't. Oh yeah, I'm in not front sure. Of a car made that a, looked like a vagina. Yeah, made a comment. That's how. You, something. That's how you know a bunch of nerds are the ones that are checking Facebook because right. if you're looking at the front of a car and you're going, I think that's a vagina. <laughs> you're in trouble. Pretty sure, like that's somebody that's never seen one. Uh, yeah. Like, but you would think that he would be smart enough to go unless to it's one all of his, smashed like, in, then it might look like a prostitute's vagina. I don't, I don't know, but you would think that he would be smart enough to like maybe like tap a coworker. Yeah, and be like, can you just? I think this looks like that. I need Are your you opinion on something. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? And if they go, no, that's a car grill, you idiot. Then not maybe vagina. Go, okay, not maybe. in Facebook jail. Maybe I just don't put you there. I don't know how I. So I, I don't like go too crazy with the stuff I put online, but like I'm surprised I've never been put in Facebook jail at all. No, I've had stuff fact checked. Okay. Where they were like, "This was proven to be false." I'm like, mm, technically, no. It's they said that. Yeah, I forget what it was. And okay. Like, Facebook independent fact checkers have checked this, and it's been proven to be false or missing context. <laughs> okay. This is satire. So it's the onion. It's it's more so yeah, this is called duffel blog. Like <laughs> this is satirical in nature. You not supposed ass. to have that stuff. Yeah, no, God forbid we laugh or smile. The overlords do not like that. Not allowed. So I have a couple stories. There was one last week, remember I wanted to talk to you about, and I completely forgot what it was. It was a Chicago thing. Oh. I don't really know what it was. Um I'm super but glad I'd, you brought it up. Yeah. Well, I'm mad that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like right. save it in our well, rundown. I mean, ten lashings go. Okay. With a wet noodle. I don't care what you have Kim use. <laughs> I reached for it. Woo! <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. I do have um, a few stories I thought were interesting because I, you know, obviously nothing's going on at work for us, so we'll. I'll go over a few of these things, get your thoughts. I know they're new to you because I just sent them today. So before I went to my neighbor's house for dinner and games, I drafted the rundown and I, I put it in the compose box and I put your email address in there and I attached the rundown. And then I even wrote, here you go, buddy. And then I left. <laughs> I got back. <laughs> I opened my computer. It's still there. I'm like, critical oh, I, didn't, thing. I didn't send that. <laughs> oh, man. It sucks trying to get back on a night sleep schedule or where you sleep during the day because it ain't working. It's all right. I saw it in the middle of, uh, we were watching Toy Story and I was hating Which myself. Which one? Uh, the first one. Okay. And I was hating myself for all the cake <laughs> that I had just eaten. I let myself eat whatever I want the last, like, oh, I don't know, six weeks. <laughs> about so, six uh, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so about to, where I'm at. Monday, back to normal, eating well, and hopefully working out again. Yeah, r- rule number one, my first night back. No no foot pursuits, guys. That's my rule. No no foot pursuits. Right. I, I'm I, I, my hot. very first sergeant on my, my first team solo, he told me, uh, me and my buddy, he goes, all right, boys, standing rule. No foot pursuits, no perimeters. <laughs> me and the other two guys, we are too old for that shit. Hey, he's right up my alley. Just make your stops, fill for each other, but no foot chases, no parameters. And for our listeners, 
my doctor, my physical therapist was telling me, we got to make sure that you're able to do this, that, and that. You got to run. You got to be able to chase people. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't chase people anymore. I, <laughs> I get on the air. It. I call it on the air and say, there's a man running eastbound. I'm getting in my car to follow him. So that's how us old guys do it. I'll let you run, young guys just run, run, run. Well, I'm slow, so I just I still just use the car, pull in front of them, cut them off, and then get out and pull out my gun and go get on the fucking yeah. ground. And they usually get on the ground. I, I always yell first when I, when I start chasing my yell. If I got to chase you, I'm bringing an ass whooping with me. That usually works. <laughs> See, I can't say shit like that because I have a Because you have a camera. camera. That's right. Not us. Woohoo! Not till can, I'm gone. I can strongly imply it. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, a call where we were going to a, a call for a guy who fell down the stairs. It was September 11th, actually. Danny was a rookie, so it was 15 years ago. I was training Danny. We get a call of uh, the guy who fell down the stairs, his own stairs. And the wife called it in. But he wants to leave. I'm like, okay. Fucking guy falls down the stairs and wants to leave his house. Let him go. He's intoxicated. Doesn't want medical attention. So we're driving down the street, and I see this guy walking past. We're driving north up the street, and I see a guy walking southbound past us. And Danny goes, I think, I think that's him. And I go, that yeah, could be. Let's go Is see. He limping? He wasn't limping. <laughs> we get to the corner. He's in the middle of the block. We get to the corner, and the wife comes running out. That's my husband. She's pointing to him. He just fell down the stairs. I go, that guy walking right down there fell down the stairs? Yeah. He doesn't want any help. I go, he seems to be okay. walking okay. You have to look at him. I go, really? I did. As I drove so past I'm walking him. right past me. The fire department shows up, and then they're up by us now. And I looked at the lieutenant. I go, you got to go down there. That's where the victim, air quotes, That's, that's the is. guy. And Dan goes, should we run and get him? I go, oh, no, I'm not going to run and get him. <laughs> You run and get him. He's like, all right. And he fucking takes off. <laughs> Chases this guy down on foot, and I'm just walking slowly down the middle, of the, down the block. By the time I get there, you know, paramedics have him, and he's wanting to fight everybody and doesn't want to go in the ambulance. So then he, that's the guy who said, I hate you effing, he says, my town, cops. And I said, <laughs> I don't work for this town. I work for the town, the next town over. We, we police here. I work for that day. town. And he goes, what? I go, yeah. The town that here, they only have policing for the morning. We're the afternoon shift we're contracted in. Oh. He's like, okay. He gets on the ambulance. Okay, I'm still fighting you now. The fire chief's just looking at me like, I'm, I'm like, what? He's in the ambulance. What do you want me to do? <laughs> we don't work yeah. for this police department. <laughs> Earlier this shift, uh, we had a guy that was fresh off of FTO, and we got a call of a guy that was breaking into cars at a car dealership. He wasn't. So we get there. We're looking around. And all of a sudden, we hear a car door open. We see this little dude's head pop up. Boom. Hey, police, stop. And he takes off running. So this young guy starts running after him. We go, hey, what what are you going to arrest him for? And he stops dead in his tracks. He looks at me. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we let that one go and see if a crime's been committed. Because <laughs> right now, at best... Trespassing. Trespassing. Yeah. Are you going to get into a foot chase and end up shooting this guy over trespassing? Yeah. I'm not. I, when am I? You're still on probation. You shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely don't. <laughs> Definitely should not. Why don't you come here? Let's go see. Uh, the door was unlocked the whole time. No, no glasses shattered or anything like that. Is it possible that an employee forgot to lock a door? 
Yeah? Cool. You want to try to call him? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'll try to call him. Okay, cool. He's not going to answer. And sure enough, he didn't answer. Cool. Here's what we're going to do. Lock. Click. Shut. <laughs> yeah. We're going to leave now. All done. <laughs> we were... my One of my brothers got married. My brother Mark, who listens to the show, and asked us about sponsorship when we did... Hi, Mark. Episode one. So we're going to get back to that, Mark, because... I have an idea. But anyways, uh, he got married up in Wisconsin, up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is way north of me, like five hours north. So at the time, my wife didn't want to, I think she had to do something that weekend with the kids or whatever, so she couldn't go. So it's just me. So I drive north five hours by myself, and uh, we got this Hampton Inn. We got the whole floor to ourselves, the whole wedding party, family members, the whole thing. So now we're all drinking and stuff the night of the rehearsal, the night before the wedding. And uh, there's a Taco Bell, I think. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for people that don't know, is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> they have like three hotels, a couple car dealerships, a few restaurants, fast food. And then that, there's nothing else but cornfields all around. So it's like one in the morning and my buddy goes, hey, let's go over there to the Taco Bell and get something to eat. We don't have a car. So we all walk over there. And this is, first we walked to the hotel where my dad was staying, and we prank called him from the lobby, like one in the morning to wake him up. Then we go over to the Taco Bell. My, and my other brother, Rick, carries, used to carry a scanner with him, a police scanner. So he had put in all the channels for the surround the county and the city cops up there. So we go to the Taco Bell. They won't serve you if you walk up to a drive through That's like, even the, here, we don't. Most restaurants won't do that. It's a pretty universal rule. Yeah. So we're, we're starving. We all walk up to the window. They won't serve us. We're like, all right, well, what are we going to do next? One of the guys sees a car dealership across the street. Let's go over there. Do, do, do. So we walk over to the car dealership, and it's me and Mark and Rick and this other guy, Mark, who's a, one of the best drummers in the world. He's a uh, studio musician. That's his job. And uh, a few other people that don't, this guy, Sean, who's a, a riot. And we're, we're watching, okay, we're so walking group around. You went over to the uh, car, car dealership. dealership. Now people are just getting in cars because <laughs> all the doors are unlocked. <laughs> so it's like, let's try key. this car. Let's try this car. Let's try this car. So they're, we're sitting in all the cars. And then, because now it's like one thirty, and uh, we start there's a semi-truck dealership also right next to the car dealership. And one of the guys starts heading for a tractor, like a Peterbilt. And I looked at my friend Mark, not my brother Mark, and I said, we should probably get ready to run soon. <laughs> and it was my Just brother. Not my, do this. <laughs> my brother Rick, who is in the lead, and he opens the door to the semi, and I'm like, time to go. And we see a squad go by. Squad drives down the main street. So we just freeze. Don't move. If we don't move, they can't see <laughs> he us. They won't see us. It's like a T-Rex. Yeah. Can't see Our us. Our vision is movement-based. Right. So we all freeze. It goes by. I'm looking at the squad, and I hear, <laughs> Fucking horn gets stuck. <laughs> Rick opened the door and grabbed the horn. It got stuck. <laughs> I see the squad. Whoop. Flip a bitch <laughs> down at the <laughs> end of the street. I'm like, I had already, as soon as I heard the horn, I fucking left. I took off. I'm running. It is now time to leave. 
it's time to run. I'm holding my wallet in my hand because we were going to get food. So I got my wallet in my hand. This comes into play later. And we're, we're, I'm the fastest guy there. So I'm, I'm ahead of everybody. I'm like booking towards back towards my hotel. And Rick's got his scanner on. He's, he's catching up and I can hear the scanner. We got seven subjects running east through the parking lot, whatever. And I'm running, I'm running. We get to our hotel and I was running so hard with my wallet in my hand. All my documents came flying out of my wallet up and landed all over the grass. I'm like, shit. They're like running in the hotel. I'm picking my IDs up and shit out of the grass. And uh, we walk in the hotel and we all just walk really slow, like, like past the front desk. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but slow and under control. Get to the elevator, get up to the sixth floor, whatever floor we were on. And uh, we're all, we made it back in there and we're, we go into one of the, the guys' rooms that faced the uh, parking lot where we just ran from. There's like five squad, county squads, city squads. They got flashlights out. They, they ran this way. We got the radio, we, you know, the scanner on. We can hear them. Oh, seven white males, whatever. They're, and we're just looking up at them. And people are walking by that are in our wedding party. They're walking through the parking lot. And they're, the cops are like 35 feet away from them. And they're in the parking lot looking up and waving to us. I'm like, go away. We're not, <laughs> we're not here. Stop drawing attention. Ourselves. This was like 25 years ago, way before I was a police officer, just so everyone knows. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> well past statute of limitations. Yeah. And I didn't do any of the, well, I actually did. I, I did none of the burgling. <laughs> I didn't burgle. I just sat in a car. Uh, when someone brings a scanner somewhere, that's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. If you feel the need for a scanner... Some chicanery might be going on. Just stop. I believe those are called shenanigans. Shenanigans. Chicanery. That's a word, too, that Father Mulcahy used to use on MASH. Right? Is that before your time? MASH is before my time. Great show, though. It is. The movie was... The movie's good, but I'm not used to seeing those people play those characters, so it was always weird to me because I watched the show first before I had seen the movie. So I watched Black Widow again the other night. Yeah. Was it just as good? Yeah, man. My girl's in it. Scarlet. So. All right. Back to news stories. Here's Mike for the news. Mike. Thanks. First story is a bad story. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a good one. Georgia officer shot and killed during his first shift on the job. This was a week and a half ago. So according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Dylan Harrison was shot at 101 a.m. Outside of, uh, outside of the Alamo Police Department in Georgia. Wasn't this the guy that... Um, it was his first day with that agency, but he had worked with an agency prior. Yes. Okay. And his first day on this job, he got ambushed. See, the way that it's worded, like it doesn't diminish the sadness of it. Right. It makes it sound like he's but right makes, out of the but academy. But it makes it sound like it's a, it's a boot on his first day. Right. Which and I think is won't. infinitely sadder. Not that it's not sad. No, definitely. This guy passed away. But something like when a boot dies, it's like a, it's like a child death in, in the law enforcement world. Right. You, you call them boots. We, that's a California thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. LAPD, right? Yeah, I think that's where it started. And then we have enough guys that work for us that like came from LAPD that Yeah. That's one of the LAisms that has kind of worked its way up here. 
All right. Was that in the rookie as well? Did you learn oh, that yeah, while you were watching your show? No, I, I learned that when one of my FTOs who was prior LAPD called me boot. Okay. Like nonstop. Check I was the roof, boot. I, I, had, I had no name. I was boot. Boot. Which was really confusing because there were three of us on that FTO team. And he called <laughs> three boots? all of us boots. And it was really confusing to figure out which boot he was talking to. Boot Silvera. Boots Silvera. No, no, no names. You did not have a name. You were a boot. I always, every time I train a new guy, I want to be the dick, FTO. And I just not in me. I <laughs> just can't do it. You don't have that built in. No, I don't. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? But you know what? You need one of those in your time. Like, you can yeah. have dick, dick, but you need that, like, relief one where you can kind of just be like, okay. Right. Here's where I start to put some of the pieces back together. Exactly right. <laughs> so that I can yeah. actually do this damn job. Yeah, there is room for my type of trainee. Yes. Trainer. I think, I think your field. type of training is absolutely needed. Yeah. I'm just not the hard ass one. Unless you almost get me killed. And eh, then we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> and it'll be one sided. Right. And as you know, people that come to our profession from all different walks of life and experience levels, uh, a lot of the stuff that our trainees see is fucking shocking. The hell? Why did that just happen? Why is he doing that? And it takes them a while to go, this is what I'm going to see every day. Okay. This is, oh, this is just another day at the J-O-B. Right. Yeah. What are you so shocked about, man? So the guy jumped yeah. out of the window right in front of you and committed suicide. Well, let's go get a burger. Shit happens. <laughs> Shit happens. It's On called to the next. Tuesday. <laughs> right. If it's a day that ends with a Y, we're going to see some shit. Have you ever had those conversations like after kind of a messed up call? And you're like, this is not a Wednesday crime. This is a weekend. <laughs> yes, of course. Because <laughs> we get most of our crazy shit Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. That's which when you my... probably do too in a big yes. city. Usually it's right like... next to a big city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You get to spillover. Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hair on fire. Yeah. If I get that shit on a Monday, I'm pissed. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if people think they're like, oh, Sunday would be really nice and chill. No, Sunday sucks. <laughs> and this year, Halloween on a Sunday. Oh, so glad I'm not, I'm gonna, not working. I'm not going to lie. Kinda you're working. glad I'm not working. For oh, you guys, wait. Why is, are you? Is, oh, that's help. right. You're still on like duty. To, I go back yeah. to work. So I'm just going to sit there. I might actually just take my radio in there with me and just listen to the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> because I usually traditionally, bring, yeah. uh, Halloween is one of the more violent days of the year. So, really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, on So here, here was my very first Halloween in FTO. I went from a call of a naked guy who ended up being on PCP, wrestling him, yeah, taking him into custody, immediately clearing that, flying up one of the most major roads in the city to one of the most major intersections of the city, where another dude hopped up on PCP, was trying to get inside of a fire truck. All right. And then got into a foot pursuit whilst holding a beanbag shotgun. You did? Yes, Fun. Yeah. You didn't and launch then, any projectiles at him? No, because assholes kept getting in my backdrop. Ugh. So, went from that to then a shooting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, I'm talking, like, literally no time to breathe between each call. I Do you know who Bat Dad is? Yes, I yes, Dad. Huh? Jed! Yeah. <laughs> Tables are for glasses, not asses. <laughs> Anyways, he, 
He cracks me up. Um, I have. I used to have a full Michael Keaton cowl. Remember, I wore it to the Sox game. I don't think I told you that story. Yeah, I don't think you do either, but I'll, I'll go along with it. Oh, I'll bring that story up another time. But now I it, it broke because it, it, it didn't break because it wasn't plastic. It was made of rubber, and it got dry rotted, and it, I went to take it off one day, and it just ripped, so I need to get a new one. But now I have the bat mask like bat dad like has. Half. Okay. Yeah, you just put it on. So I when I work Halloween, I bring my bat mask, and I just drive around in my squad with my bat mask on. My bosses let me. I put that on, and then during Christmas, I wear my Santa hat on calls because it's fucking Christmas, and I get stuck working. So yep. that's how I my, dress. My first uh, Christmas Eve working uh, solo, my buddy and I, who were uh, about a week and a half removed from FTO, were the only two units available in the city for a period of time because we had a shooting, which led to a pursuit, which led to an officer-involved shooting. Jeez. Yeah. So two guys, fresh out of field training, responding to every call right. in a top 10 population-wise city in this country. Yeah. Welcome to we, the work police work. We may have violated some policy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't it's, know which it's one. Only like, it's only three but years I, ago, so you might want to keep it down. <laughs> I don't know which one. But I'm sure something got violated. <laughs> or someone. And that was the night that um, a Newman officer was uh, was murdered. Oh, man. Same night, huh? Yeah. So we we were the only two guys in the city to get off on time. And we got off and then got that news that... Because Newman is a really small uh, town, like not too far from where okay. we are, but I knew it because I grew up close to that area. So that was super, super sad. Is that one of the officers that just, we were just talking during our, um, one of the shows recently. No, and yeah. that No, that was uh cheese. I think the one you know, we were talking about most recently was uh, the Fresno County uh, okay. corrections deputy. All right. All right. All right. Story number two. This one's for Uncle Harold. All right. In Facebook jail. In Facebook jail. Saw this today. You think he gets conjugals there? (laughs) I don't know. Uncle Harold. Let us know. Although it'd have to come to his house. (laughs) Because when you're in Facebook jail, you're just at home. I don't don't know. I've never been. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in Instagram jail, which was bullshit, I have to say. Or something I didn't do, but whatever. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, fucking assholes. Anyway, so story this one's number two. Story number two. Okay, <laughs> Boise, Idaho. Hello. Hey, my grandma lives there, and Uncle Harold lives just west of Boise. Cool. Nine miles in Meridian. I know that place. Do you really? Yeah, I've been there. Okay, I love Meridian. It's. I go there every May. I absolutely love it. It's I like fantastic. Boise. Yeah, right. me too. Dateline Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Hello. This is cool. I want to. I'll put a link to this in the um, description of the podcast on the audio version, and in the YouTube. Uh, the picture caught my eye. It's a uh, a bullet, 
went through the police officer's hat. Yeah. Oh shit. So I just so authorities have said a bullet struck the brim of a baseball style cap worn by a Boise, Idaho police officer who exchanged gunfire with the gunman in Monday shooting at the city's largest shopping mall that killed two people. That guy needs to go buy a lotto ticket. In a statement Friday, authorities identified the officer as Chris Dance, who joined the force in May. He's on paid administrative leave, which is standard for a critical incident. The suspect, 27-year-old shipbag Jacob, okay, fuck me, Jacob Bergquist. That wasn't even close. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's Halloween and Jason's out there somewhere killing people, so I got Jason and Jacob mixed up. Right? Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. All right. So uh, shitbag Jacob Bergquist died Tuesday in a hospital after the shooting at Boise Town Square that also injured four other people. I believe that's called Fuck Around and Find Out. That's right. Officer Dance drove up to the scene in a patrol vehicle with another officer in the passenger seat, which I'm thinking rookie. Actually... Imagine that being your first day. Officer Dance, since he just started in May, might just still be on FTO training. Right? Man. And he's being allowed to wear the wear a baseball hat? Baseball cap? Yeah, giddy up. Progressives right. out there. All right. So as he drove up. I mean, it probably saved his life, so I'll allow it. They saw someone matching the description of a suspect behind a business. Police said that shitbag began firing at the vehicle. The officer in the passenger seat got out of the vehicle to take cover in a better position. Yeah, that's the FTO. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. I'm out. Drive right at him, rookie. Let me out. <laughs> officer Dance continued driving and fired back at Burquist before the suspect ran behind a dumpster. Officers then heard another shot fired. Uh. Shipbag probably killed himself. As part of his uniform, Officer Dance was wearing a BPD hat, which was hit with gunfire from Burquist, according to police. Police are still investigating Burquist's motives. Who gives a fuck? He's dead. Charges won't be brought against him because he died. <laughs> Got to put that line in there. Like they're going to fucking posthumously charge this guy with a fucking crime. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard for him to confront his accusers. God. Police Unless are looking did, like, into questions. Weekends at, weekend at Bernie's thing. Yeah. So right before the shooting began, security video showed Burquist wearing a backpack and carrying a weapon inside the mall for about 40 minutes while he walked around and ate in the food court. How would you want to bet he's got a mental health history? Hmm. When a security officer, who doesn't make enough money, contacted Burquist, quote, they spoke, the suspect began to walk away, then turned back and shot the security officer, according to the statement. I'm not saying it's okay, but I've met a number of security officers, and I'm just saying I understand. Right. Joe Ecker, a security guard at the mall, was one of two people Burquist killed. She was 26. Holy jeez. J-O with the no E, J-O. Burquist continued shooting as he walked away and fired multiple times at Roberto Padilla Arguiles, who was riding an escalator. Padilla who was 49, was also killed. So that um, story struck me, no pun intended, because it is Boise, and it's like yeah. my second There's home. There's connection there. 
Yeah. And then this is getting to be too, too regular, this next story. I swear to God, man, I'm never parking my squad by myself alone. Two Connecticut cops targeted by gunfire reacted like pros, police leaders say. Officers in two separate incidents this week were in their cruisers when they found themselves suddenly under fire. Hartford, Connecticut. Used to have a hockey team that wore horribly ugly green uniforms. Remember the Whalers? Yeah, I was say the Hartford Whalers? Yeah. God, awful. Law enforcement leaders praised Hartford and Norwich police officers for their vigilance and professionalism after the two cops escaped targeted gunfire and helped arrest subjects and suspects in separate incidents Monday and Tuesday. Good for them. Quote, what shouldn't be lost here, Brian Foley, an aide to Public Safety Commissioner James Ravella said Wednesday, is that both armed violent suspects were taken into custody safely by police. A mistake on my part, in my opinion. This speaks volumes of the professionalism of police officers in Connecticut and their heroism of these officers who were trying to help. So here's what happened. Now, first of all, it says that the, it goes on one more quote. The vigilance that's required by police officers always is in play and is a large part of why these officers were able to survive. It's a reminder to everyone of the dangers of this job. Law enforcement officers across the nation has, now this is, I'm reading this verbatim just so people know. I'm going to read this sentence one more time because it makes it sound like I don't know what I'm saying. Law, oh, I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> I, I was said law say, officers. Kind of happens on a fairly on a, regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> law enforcement across the nation has become more dangerous. This year through September, 59 officers have been killed in the line of duty. A 51% increase over the same period last year, according to the FBI. So I want to get to the part where here's one of the incidents in Hartford. It began at 1.30 a.m. The officer was in her marked cruiser in a Main Street parking lot when a man approached. This sucks because people walk up to our squads all the time. Believing he was intoxicated or in need of medical help, the officer requested an ambulance. The man later identified as some shitbag named Jose, suddenly drew a pistol and fired through the driver's side window of the cruiser, narrowly missing the officer but shattering glass into her face. The officer pulled the car forward while the man ran, but she kept eyes on him and directed other responding officers who captured him nearby and recovered the firearm that he used. So they didn't shoot him. And then in Norwich on Tuesday at about 10 p.m., an officer was responding to a report of shots fired when he spotted a man carrying a rifle. That's what we call a clue. That's odd. A suspect later identified as Andrew alone fired at the officer, striking the cruiser with several rounds, police said. The officer returned fire, but no one was shot. So the type of point-blank gun attack that police in Hartford and Norwich described is not as prevalent as other kinds of assault, according to FBI figures. Yeah, that's just a little out there. But I don't yeah. like how it got framed that, like, the, the uh, taking them into custody 
Right, is the right like, thing to do. Well, no, like that is the only like that should be the outcome every time. Right. Sometimes these guys don't give you that option. Like sometimes they want you, they want to engage in gunfire for whatever reason, whether it's suicide by cop or they're that committed to what they're doing. But yeah, if they give up, yeah, sure, take them into custody, and then make them spend the rest of their lives regretting that decision. Right. But if they're gonna, if they're committed to the gunfight, win the gunfight. The article goes on to say, many police officers in the state continue to be angry and frustrated by what they see as anti-police laws and rhetoric that amplify the hazards of their jobs. And this is a huge problem on the East Coast. It's been unjustifiably politicized, radicalized, racialized, and demonized, Windsor Locks Detective Sergeant Jeff Lampson said. The media hasn't helped because they act as political surrogates. Facts are dismissed and replaced by emotional tantrums. The politicians take full advantage of this crisis. They engage in unscrupulous, unethical behavior while they pledge their full support to Connecticut's law enforcement professionals, only to vote in the contrary when push comes to shove. So thought that was an interesting read. Yeah. Find that on Police One. I'll have a link to the story in the descriptions below. All right. I do have the uh, names of a few officers that we lost this week and the fallen officers of the week. So let's do that. that Do you have anything you want to say while I'm bringing this up, Brandon? Uh, Let's see. You know, we're getting to the time of the year where people like to give and donate. And if you're going to give and donate, you should give and donate to something that actually goes to benefit actual people and not like put money in some billionaire's pocket. So I'm going to beat this drum until y'all are tired of hearing it or save our allies.org gets enough money that they don't know. They no longer need to fundraise. So save our allies.org again, for those of you who haven't been paying attention is an organization that is working on getting American citizens and Afghan uh, special, special interest visa holders out. So these are people that, worked hand-in-hand with our military that translated for them in Afghanistan that were left behind by the American government, that were abandoned by the American government. Uh, SaveOurAllies.org is doing what the State Department should be doing and what the federal government should be doing, and that is getting every last American citizen and ally out of there. But they're not, so... Nonprofits are having to uh, close that gap. And it's going to be a process of probably three to five years to get these people out and then relocated to not just America, but other countries throughout the world that they're reaching out to. So if you have anything that you, that you can donate, if you're looking for a donation, like you, you donate every year to some organization, I would suggest looking into this organization and donating to them. I'm not going to ask you to blindly donate. Look into it, hear what they have to say, see what it's going towards, and then make your decision. They also have an Amazon wish list. Um, There are infants that are orphaned right now because people were so desperate to get out of there that they literally were taking infant babies, newborn babies, and throwing them over the fence because that was the only chance at survival for them, for that child. So now, 
we have a bunch of Afghan orphans that need diapers. They need formula. They need clothing. They need homes. So if you can donate a box of diapers, donate a box of diapers. If you can donate formula, do that. They have it all set up. Go to their Instagram page at Save Our Allies, or you can go straight to their website at SaveOurAllies.org. Thank you, Brandon. All right, luckily this week we do not have a whole bunch of names. So, thank God. Amarillo Police Department, Amarillo, Texas. Sergeant Michael Dunn. End of watch Friday, October 22nd, 2021. Sergeant Michael Dunn died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19. Sergeant Dunn was a United States Marine Corps veteran. He had served with the Amarillo Police Department for over 21 years. He is survived by his wife and four children. He was aged 51 years old. Badge number 118. Police Officer Stephen Evans of the Burns Police Department in Kansas. End of watch, Monday, October 25th, 2021. Police Officer Stephen Evans was killed in a vehicle crash in the 5,000 block of U.S. Highway 77 at about 5 p.m. He was attempting to make a U-turn when his patrol car was struck by an oncoming vehicle. Officer Evans succumbed to his injuries at the scene. Officer Evans served as a part-time officer with the Burns Police Department and as a full-time deputy with the Butler County Sheriff's Office for 16 months. He was the Burns Police Department's only officer. He had previously served with the Kansas Department of Corrections for 15 years. He is survived by his wife, three children, parents, and brother. He was 44 years old. Total tour time, 16 years and four months. Badge number 32. This one is in Illinois. Police officer Tyler Timmons of the Pontoon Beach Pontoon Beach Police Department in Illinois. Police officer Tyler Timmons was shot and killed while investigating a stolen vehicle in the parking lot of a Speedway gas station at the intersection of Illinois 111 and Chains of Rocks Road at about 8 a.m. He was approaching the pickup truck when a subject opened fire on him, fatally wounding him. The subject who shot him was arrested by other officers at the scene. Officer Timmons was taken to a local hospital before being transferred to SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. He died a short time later. Officer Timmons had served with the Pontoon Beach Police Department for 18 months. He had previously served with the Roxana Police Department Wardon Police Department and Hartford Police Department for 14 years. He is survived by his wife and stepdaughter. He was 36 years old.
Staff Sergeant Jesse Sherrill of the New Hampshire State Police Department. End of watch, Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Staff Sergeant Jesse Sherrill was killed in a vehicle crash on I-95 in Portsmouth at about 12.30 a.m. He was providing police assistance to a work crew that was installing rumble strips on the shoulder of I-95 when his patrol car was struck from behind by a tractor trailer. He was transported to Portsmouth Regional Hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Sergeant Sherrill had served with the New Hampshire State Police for 19 years and was the assistant commander of Troop A. He had previously served with the Hooksett Police Department for one year. He was 44 years old for a total of 20 years of service. So let's say a prayer for those family members and police department co-workers and brothers and sisters of these officers. I have a couple of heroes of the week. Ooh. I like this story. We don't have a badass this week, but anybody that puts on a badge and does this job might just be a badass. Just saying. You included, Brandon. I, I agree. No, not me. I'm not a badass right now. <laughs> I just sit. Just sit in soon. walls. You'll be a badass soon. Soon I get to be a badass again. Yeah. But not, not there's, today. There's a video that goes with this, and there'll be a link uh, in the description below and in the podcast uh, description on your podcast platform. Jefferson County, Alabama, a one-year-old Fairfield girl nearly died from a fentanyl overdose, that's one-year-old, but was quickly revived by a Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy who was armed with an antidote. We all know what that is. Narcan. Deputies were dispatched at 2.36 p.m. Monday to a 911 call from a woman who was screaming that a child had overdosed. When lawmen arrived at the residence in the 6400 block of Avenue D, they found the girl unresponsive on the floor. Witnesses told them that the child had ingested some illegal drugs. Mind you, this is a one-year-old. Possibly fentanyl. And that she had been unresponsive for about 30 minutes. What the fuck is with these people? Deputy Jordan Ag, 27 years old, said the call came in at the start of the shift. When we entered the residence, we saw the one-year-old unresponsive on the floor surrounded by family, he said. When I first saw her, the only thing that was in my mind and everybody else's mind was just preserve life, he said. At that point, we were willing to do anything to keep her alive and get her back breathing. Deputies began to try to resuscitate the child using the Narcan nasal spray, Moments later, the child began to breathe slowly. As soon as she started breathing, I was immediately happy, A.G. said. I was grateful that we had Narcan. I was grateful for all the deputies and sergeants that came and assisted. I was grateful for Fairfield Fire and Rescue to be there. I was grateful for Shoals Ambulance to get there so quickly. I was just grateful for everything. She was taken to Children's of Alabama where she is reported to be in stable condition. The mother, a 31-year-old named Jeanette Lachey Bell, 
admitted that the child had accessed some of her drug paraphernalia and ingested it by putting it in her mouth. Because who doesn't leave their fucking drugs laying all over the place when you have a baby? Bell is charged with chemical endangerment of a child. Sounds good. She was booked into the Jefferson County Jail. She remains held on $15,000 bond. And hopefully she has her parental rights taken away. The Department of Human Resources has been brought in to check on the other children in the home. It wasn't AG's first time to administer Narcan. Quote, I've had times when it was successful, and I've had times when it wasn't, he said. This was just one of those good days. Usually takes two. Yeah. He said he's thankful to be able to carry Narcan. We go to a lot of scenes where there are overdoses and we find people unresponsive, and Narcan does the trick a good bit of times. I'm grateful we have that tool on our belt. God bless you, Officer A.G. Good job. And fuck that woman. Yeah, she's kind of a crap bag. Fuck. Last one, and then we'll transition. All right. Uh, Florida trooper aids a one-year-old choking alongside the highway. What is it with you and one-year-olds this week? They're in the news. I don't know. Dash cam video captured the terrifying scene, and you'll be able to see it if you just follow the link. Miami, Florida. Hello. A Florida Highway Patrol trooper was captured on camera helping a choking toddler on Interstate 95 in Miami earlier this month. The recently released dash cam video shows trooper Reginald Mathau arriving to a terrifying scene along I-95 southbound lanes. Three cars pulled over on the side of the interstate, several people surrounding a family on the ground. In their arms was a one-year-old girl. The toddler's mother, who did not want to use her name to protect her family, said the girl was already crying when the trooper arrived. A good Samaritan had stopped to help the child using a LifeVac anti-choking device. Oh, I've Very seen interesting. That. Have you? I've, I've never seen one. Yeah, from what I understand, it's like a little, almost like a breathing mask. And okay. It's got like a little tube on it, and you pull out, and it does real quick suction to okay. dislodge something. That's cool. I've never seen one. It dislodged the unknown item from her throat. We are very grateful for the trooper, but really, but we really want to spread awareness about life back and how important it is for people to have. Said a spokesman for no, <laughs> said this woman. Hashtag newly she sponsored. Hashtag. Oh, that's a good one. Hashtag newly sponsored life back. Mathau checked the girl once he arrived, and <laughs> then paramedics checked her vitals. We're really happy Math- for the, to have this trooper here, but. Have I life told you vac. about life vac? <laughs> Brandon's holding it up. Mathau was responding to a crash in the area of Southwest 7th Street when he was flagged down by the toddler's parents, according to FHP, Florida Highway Patrol. It's not clear how long the girl was unresponsive or what she choked on. Uh, the video on Twitter has garnered more than 3,500 views with people thanking the trooper and calling him a hashtag hero. And life hack. At what point does a video become viral? I don't know. Like, how many views? We'll never find out. <laughs> no, no, we'll never know. We'll never know. Just That's a good curious, question for someone a, who is it might. A thousand? We should talk to Tyler Westfall of Westfall Woodco because he's had a few go viral. Okay. Yeah. 
And that is that. Ends our law enforcement portion of the news. On to the woodworking portion, brought to you by Marazzo Woodworking. Marazzo Woodworking. Flags, bottle openers, noodle boards, other boards, cutting boards, whatever else you need built. Hit me up. Shoot me a DM. I give you a price. If you're near me, better yet, I don't have to ship it. How about you, Brandon? Is uh, Full House Woodworking also sponsoring this episode? And brought to you by Full House Woodworking. You ask me to build it, and I say okay. For some money. <laughs> yeah, for money. I don't do this shit for free. No. Uh, what do you got going on? Because I know um, with work sucks, but have you been able to get some shit done in the shop? No, not this week. <laughs> no, not I have this a, week. I, I have a cutting board that's in still in clamps. I think it's okay. been in clamps for almost seven days now. <laughs> nice. It'll be solid. Yeah, it's going to be really well put That's together. not coming apart. No. No, and then I have uh, I have two tumblers I need to make um, for a friend of the family. It's, okay, uh, she has a she has two businesses, but this is for her um, bandana business it's called Brewers Bandanas on Instagram. And what it is is a company that makes bandanas for your dog. How cool is that? It's super cool. My dogs have a number of them. They have their Halloween ones now. Awesome. Hard. Soon they'll oh. be transitioning to their Christmas ones. <laughs> You're one of those people. I'm not one of those people. My wife is one of those people. And we have a good friend that makes it. So if we can support her business, why not? Yeah. So Our dog will rarely let you put anything on him, and then he attacks you if you try. Yeah. Our dog's Morgan, like the attention. The, Morgan slips the bandana like the collar goes through the bandana, right? The same yeah. same way. Well, no, okay. no. Th- this is its own little thing. It's like it's just a. It's basically like a triangle with Velcro. Yeah. And all you do is just. Beep. Oh, okay. That's even. Yeah, you cuter. don't have to actually like get it on there and tie it and shit. This is like way, this is way easier. Oh well, the ones that Morgan, my daughter, buys for our dog, air quotes. Um, it's got the like a pants would have a loop for a belt, but it's just it's made that, that with a loop okay. across the whole top, and you just slide their collar through it. So it can't fall off. Yeah. So Rolo is my dog's name, and he occasionally will wear um, a bandana. Yeah. Both Bailey and Jake have uh, bandanas on right now. Beagle Bailey. Beagle Bailey. (laughs) So that's it for the shop stuff, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, We were so busy doing family stuff this weekend that we didn't get a chance to finish the boxes or... uh, really get going on anything else next weekend though i'm officially starting the charging station oh yeah for, for your client for um now friend of the show because he asked a question but he uh did it weird and did it through facebook through my personal page that's okay he, did, he didn't I, I told him it was okay but i told him i was yeah. going to also ridicule him a little bit so <laughs> stand by that means we have two questions <laughs> this week we do we have an audio one and a typed one. Yeah. So I got to get uh, get going on that. I would like to get that done. And then I have a, a bookcase I still need to do for the neighbor that I was going to do before I broke my finger, but didn't get a chance to because, you know. Got to get on that. Yeah. Because finger so, broke. Yeah. Because grabbing full sheets of plywood with a broken finger is not a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. That, that'll be something that gets done very soon. And the dato stack you sent me will come in handy for that. So oh, good. Rab- rabbits and dados and 
Cool. All kinds I'm of glad you'll get stuff. to use it. And then decide if they're going to paint it, stain it, or if I'm going to do it and charge them money to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would suggest they do it. It would be nice if they do it. Yeah. I honestly For don't you. care. I, I like I like doing stuff. I just finishing is always my least favorite part. Yeah. I actually one of it's one of my favorite things to do. I like the final product. I just don't like that like typically things are very time consuming and then it's just mm-hmm. repeating the same thing over and over like spray right. a layer finish, sand with wait for it to dry, sand with 220, spray a layer finish, sand with 220, spray a layer finish, wait for it to dry and then you can deliver it. That's how it works. That's how it works. And that's how it goes in my head the entire time. Okay. I guess if you keep thinking that way, it's going to suck the whole time. Yeah. That's, I've, like, now I listen to like uh, heavy metal while I do it, and it's a little bit more enjoyable. All Except right. for every now and then, like I headbutt the thing, <laughs> and then I have to refinish that part, and then I get yeah. mad at myself. Yeah. So stop headbutting near the, the piece that you're finishing. Somet- sometimes you just feel the music, and you got to headbutt a little it. bit. Sometimes. Yeah, just can't help it. Can't just help feel it. the beat. Can't help it. <laughs> Uh, you got anything going on, or are we enjoying the questions? I do, man. Oh. No, I got all kinds of stuff going on. All right. Strap in, folks. The um, short episodes are over. No, it's just, it's, just, it's going to be quick. So I've got two rooms going at one time, right, because I'm still in the middle of finishing the bathroom remodel. Yeah. So I was very excited that I got to use my Deco Tools drill that they sent me, my 20-volt compact drill. How much did you pay for that drill? I got that for free. Cool. Cool, 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 So they actually sent me an email this week. Uh, Mike, uh, remember when we sent you that drill and you're supposed to be posting about it? <laughs> See, what happened was... I said, yeah, when you sent it to me, I was an able body person, <laughs> and then I got hurt at work. You and I can't sound, post you anything. You're very ADA compliant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't post anything because I'm on the workman's comp case and they can't see me walking around. They're like, oh, okay, when you get to it. Get well soon. <laughs> so I did use it on that vanity. I, I made that um, channel for the air to go through Yeah. on the vanity. Had the vanity flipped over. I found some spare melamine. I actually had some melamine doors that I took off, like a kitchen cabinet or something at some point somewhere. Yeah, that's what you were saying that I week. would use them. And I cut it down, made the channel, glued it in there, caulked it. I didn't do that all before last week's show. No, but you told yeah. you told I us said about I was gonna the melamine. Do. You, you had some yeah. melamine that you were going to use. It worked great, except here's the thing with melamine I found out. Hmm. So I, 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 used a, I put pocket holes in it, and it, I used part of the door that has the finished end on it. So it all it came up. It looks like it was from the factory. Did it, pocket hold it, put it in, and then I sealed it with caulk so no air can escape out. It's only going like 12 inches. You don't don't want to leave vanity. I get it. Right. And then I (laughs) cut the hole. This is what sucks. I cut the hole in the toe kick. I used the deco drill to drill four holes in the corners, you know. Got it. And then I used my piece of shit skill 1992 corded um, jigsaw, Mm. which broke one blade, cutting through the melamine. (laughs) And then... I put another blade in it, and it. I swear to God, I have to force this thing to cut. It might be just the bad blades, but I hate using this tool, and I've been meaning to buy a cordless 
Yeah, just new effing, you know, sorry. But anyways. I got, a, I got a corded black and decker one if you want it. Does it does it take the pins or the other type of like some of them have a hole in them. That's what this one has. And then I tried using new blades that have no hole. So you it's just got the, it, 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 it's for the newer blades. Okay. So that might be my problem because they don't really make blades anymore for mine because it's almost 30 years old. Yeah. This, this jigsaw is only, I think, maybe 10 years old. Maybe. So I, I fought with that. I got the toe kick cut out. It looks like shit, but it doesn't matter because I put a grill over it, a register. Yeah. That goes into the hole. It sets in and it, you can yeah. open and close it. And it covers up so, the shitty cut. Yeah. So the, how I put it, it, it had no holes to attach it on the actual grill. So I brought it down to the drill press and I, you know, drilled some holes in it and then deburred them. When I went to screw them into the melamine, you must have to use special screws for melamine. I don't know. I've never screwed anything into melamine. I don't use melamine. So the screws went in okay, but then when I looked on the other side of the toe kick, it blew out (laughs) the melamine. So I don't... Did you use Luckily, like it's, it didn't break off. Coarse thread screw? Or? I, I used a coarse thread. I don't know. Maybe maybe you need a fine thread. Well, it stayed on. It's on. Yeah. I mean, if it holds, it holds. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if it falls yeah, off, if it I can blew, if it just blew out glue the back, it or I mean, something. Who gives a shit? Yeah, so no one's <laughs> going to see it. So I was excited to have that, and I'm all ready to put it upstairs. So I got me one of those curved floor vents that sits on with magnets onto a register on the floor, you know, to mm-hmm. blow air, yeah. except I didn't buy money. I didn't waste money to get a register to sit on the floor. It's going to be covered by a fucking vanity. So I just took some double-sided tape and put that down on the ground, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now I got to get the vanity upstairs. I'm all by myself. So I said hmm. to my wife, Hey wife, would you like to help me get the vanity upstairs? And she's like, okay. No. Cause <laughs> she used to be very strong. I'm sure she's still very strong. Uh, no. How dare you? No. So I said to her, maybe I should be at the bottom going up the stairs because then I can have all the weight on my chest, you know. And big, she said, I can't. Big, big, strong man. Yeah. She said, I can't walk up the stairs backwards carrying something. I'm like, I all think right. that's just a female thing because my wife can't do that either. Maybe they're just afraid and they haven't done it enough. So I'm like, okay, you can have the bottom. You'll have all the weight, but whatever. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever so we start want. going up the, st- we get out of the garage, we go outside, we have to come in the front door, come in the front door. I kick off my shoes because it's been raining out yeah, and I'm going to be on the carpeting on crap. the stairs. And then I got to take off my socks because I don't want to be in socks on stairs carrying a fucking vanity. No, that could end poorly. Yeah. So we get all that. We're coming up and she's like, we get maybe two thirds of the way up. She's like, put it down, put it down, put it down. We put it down. <laughs> and she's, it's like crushing her neck. She's got all the weight Dying. up on her head. She's crushing her neck. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm going to use my back. I'm like, what? Wouldn't you then be walking up the stairs backwards? <laughs> she goes, yes. With all of the weight? So I go, okay. So she turns around. She puts her back up against it. And she doesn't, like, grab it. She just starts. She thinks she's going to push. And I go, you're going to fucking break the vanity. It's made out of melamine. I'm not picking it up. You're pushing it against the stairs. What the fuck are you doing? You're bending it. I can't pick it up. So we've wrestled with this thing for another five minutes, whatever. We get it upstairs. I get it into place. <laughs> it's it's right where it's supposed to be. And then I look on the wall, like I told you earlier, the brand new finished drywall. There's a line four inches above the vanity Son of that a... I can see the tape line. 
And I'm like, motherfucker, maybe the uh, backsplash will cover it. So I go down in the garage, got my tape measure. I open up the vanity top. There's no backsplash. It's like a two-inch countertop. No backsplash. <laughs> so now I'm mudding that so I can repaint it and then put in the, the vanity. What sucks is I thought by tomorrow night I'd have the bathroom done, except for the massive closet door I got to build or buy. The problem is I need to set the vanity, which now I'm waiting to sand and repaint the touch-up stuff. So once I set the vanity, then I got to put the trim down, the baseboard down, before I can set the toilet because that's going to be obviously behind the toilet. So I had to go buy baseboard and base shoe. That's sitting on my bench right now, right behind my camera. It all has to be staring painted. Staring at you, taunting. Staring at me. I have to paint it before I cut it and install it. Because normally I would trim out a room, paint it while it's on after you caulk it, yeah. and then tape it and paint to that. But this time I taped the whole bathroom first. I mean, I painted the whole bathroom first. So now i got to paint all the trim separately and then install that. So it doesn't look like that's going to go on. It'll be done by tomorrow. The main thing is for when Uncle Harold gets here to have it up and running. Um, yeah, because you don't so want then, him sleeping in the shitter. No, well, his room that he's going to be staying in is also being painted. All the bedroom furniture's in my bedroom. Some of it's actually in that bathroom I'm trying to work on. So I've been going back and forth between the two rooms, and then Kim painted the room for me. I did all the, I painted all the trim, caulked everything, taped everything, did all that. Then I paint, taped the ceiling for her, and she went in and painted it the other day. Well, I went to pull the tape down, and then what chunks happened? the ceiling. Chunks <laughs> what the happened ceiling to the ceiling, Mike? Yeah. So now Mike had to mud. All around the whole room where the wall meets the ceiling because it just pulled the blue tape, 3M painter's tape, pulled off paint and drywall. That 3M so that, tape is underrated. That's what's been going on in my house. Got two projects going with that, and then um, it'll be nothing about nothing but finishing the flags when I finish the, um, the rooms. And then, real quick, I got... What you got there? I had a, I had a company reach out to me. I that. Found me on Instagram. We yeah. really do this again. <laughs> we are. They're called. It's called Gat Mags. Gat Mags. G A T M A G S, is the name of the company, and they sent me a tool, which is going to come in handy for this remodel because I have to put door trim up and stuff in the yeah. new bathroom, and then I have to trim out the hallway. I have to trim out the door to the bathroom that I did last year. I never put the trim back up because I'm fin- doing finishing work up there. I'm going to be doing the wainscoting and stuff. So this is called a trim buddy. Hmm. It's a pretty cool little square tool. And you got to use a pencil here. It's got a quarter inch setback. So when you put it up on the trim, you draw your lines on each side and it gives you your reveal for your, when you're putting your trim up on your casing. Huh. And, and it has a bunch of um, holes for pencils for marking eighth inch, quarter inch, three eighths, half inch, three quarters, and you just run it down. And then it also helps you get your, your 45s up in the corner perfectly. It's a really cool little tool. That's I awesome. only need one, so I'm going to send one to you with some Ooh. new stickers of mine because I got new stickers from Marazzo Woodworking. So that's coming to you. And uh, I have to, you know, post a video and give them a shout-out on Instagram when I do this work. So that will be coming soon. I did ask them about... What do you, uh, the program where I can offer a coupon, an affiliate program. Like an affiliate program? Yeah, like I did with the with Deco and yeah. Basecamp and stuff, and they didn't answer me. So unless they 
you know, want to do an affiliate program. I don't know how much I'm going to really, after I do the one initial posting of their video using this or pictures, if I don't get the affiliate program, I'll just show a picture of me using it. If I get an affiliate program, I'll do a video. That's how it works. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what it's like for companies. To You're going to, because now you have your email attached to your, your page. I have received so, no emails. They, well, it took Actually, I take while. that back. I got a Capital One email. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, I was the first person to email you. That's true. You did email me. That yeah. doesn't count, though, because. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because I think is this working? Was, Hi. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, it works. Yay. Oh, and then I wanted to show my new stickers. So Uncle Harold will be getting a bunch of these when he comes. Awesome. And then uh, I'll send you some Sweet. so you can hand some out. Stick them all over your shop. I got to get some to Don at this functional woodworker and Nelson over there at CWO. And if anybody would be interested in a sticker swap with my new stickers, just shoot me a DM. And you better send on my Instagram page. A handwritten note. Handwritten notes, man. I don't just trade stickers. Or, I want stories. Or Mike is going to chastise you. Yeah. On so the show. So that's it. I will call you out. And our listeners in Russia will know about you. In Soviet yeah, Russia, right. sticker swap you. That's right. <laughs> so welcome to Trim Buddy. Brandon, you're getting one. All right. I'm stoked. You got any trim work to do in the house? I'll find some. When we do the flooring, I'm going to have to completely redo all of the baseboards because yeah. these assholes that X. built this house, like, contact cemented these baseboards on top of bread nailing Nails. them on. Yeah, it's a little overkill. <laughs> like, why? Like, I, I get it. We're in California. Sometimes shit Earthquakes. Shakes. Yeah. But I feel like that was a bit much. Just to make sure. I mean, I, I am the guy that says overkill is underrated. Yes, you are. You should have... Too bad someone already has overkill woodworking. That could have been your yeah. business name. Yeah, we're just making overkill is underrated t-shirt or something. I don't know. Hey, you want to do your question? Yeah, let's do questions. All right. Question one by Brandon. All right. So this one, hold on, pull it up. While he's pulling that up, I will remind you of absolutely nothing. I got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Good, because I just I just pulled up the conversation. There's the really long post. There it is. All right. Okay. So this comes to us from Andres Morris. Andre Ooh. Morris. Andres. 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 Not I Andreas? Know. I don't know. Okay. I'll be honest. I only ever use his last name. Morris. Yeah. Morris. A. Morris. I also call him Dum Dum. Okay. Some other choice words. This is also the guy that single-handedly ruined a uh, a day, almost a day off for me. So we had to turn around and go back and get stuff that he forgot. It's a great <laughs> first impression, by the way. Nice. So anyways, his question, he has like kind of multiple questions and then there's a story okay. tied to it. So, I mean, nothing is ever easy with this guy. So let's dive into it. He said, so my wife's car was broken into. Nothing was stolen and there was no damage or sign of a break-in. But the center console and glove compartment being dumped out was a pretty good indicator. My wife is too neat to dump out those storage spaces even if she frantically looking for something. So I believe her. I'm also reading this verbatim. So okay. any errors, 
errors, grammatical grammatically errors. spelling, whatever. I'm reading it. Okay. Okay. Uh, believe her. She swore she locked it with a confirming beep, but we assured her there's ways to break in the car like a device that copies fob signals or shimmying a wire through a gap at the top of the window. Parentheses. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't know what this emoji is, but it's kind of like the smiling one with like a little sweat drop. Close okay. to parentheses. So anyway, I'm glad nervous. She that's filed. a nervous one. Okay, he should be. Yeah, that's a nervous one. I, I think I have that effect on him. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad she filed the report, even though there was no damage or anything noticeably stolen. Parentheses. Even a Garmin <laughs> GPS device. Close the parentheses. Nobody uses Garmin's anymore. It's in your phone. Right. Grow up. Uh, because I guess there's new trend of car thieves who take information such as home address from our registration for later burglary. It is true. Sometimes they do that. And they, they usually will they take anything. Your GPS, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, regarding the personal info on registrations, I read a countermeasure to make a copy of your registration and line out the personal information. So I was wondering if cops would accept that since you guys love asking for those along with license and proof of insurance. Smiley face emoji. Also, maybe go over the subject of car theft and defenses for burglary like cameras, parentheses, how much those help, close parentheses, and safes. Wife just bought an expensive house safe in reaction to her incident. Big smiley face emoji. Keep up the show. It is very entertaining. Sorry it's so long. Okay, lot to unpack there. So, Mike, go. <laughs> I will hold my response. What was the question? <laughs> no, no. Um, first of all, the whole license and registration thing is a television thing. I don't know about you. We don't require such proof in Illinois. Well, license I, there, and insurance is what we ask for. I don't yeah, give a shit what your registration card is. I, I, I can says. pull up your registration on the computer. Like, we'll exactly. still ask for it because you are still required by California's vehicle code to have a copy of your registration in your vehicle. Interesting. Yeah. Not us. I don't care about that Because I can pull that. Because anytime somebody doesn't have it, I go, nah, don't worry about it. I can pull it up on the computer. The insurance is the thing I can't pull up. Some states even include insurance information. Ours does not. Yeah. Neither does ours. So, okay. We're still behind the times. I think sometimes it says like like insurance information on file or something like that. But Well, we'll get like Washington State. They put the carrier and the policy number in there. Attached no. to their twenty ten twenty eights, which is a license plate for oh. well, people that I mean, know. this is, I mean, he is in Washington State, so. Yeah, as far as the registration goes, if you line out your personal info, uh, I don't think anybody's going to really care because most law enforcement agencies can see that information on the computer. Plus, just, just take a picture of your registration and save it on your phone. Also valid. Yeah, you don't need to have it in your car. If you can, just like now people can show their insurance on their phone. Take I've had a picture people show of your... me pictures of their driver's license. And boobs. I mean, uh, I and driver's didn't. license. No, I've had someone try to like kind of like stick them out a little bit to get out of a ticket. My license is right here, it's officer. It's right in here. I keep in it in here. here. That's kind of sticky. That's gross. It's gross, ma'am. Put that back in your shirt. Put that away. I thought you only yeah, get tickets to, to ugly girls. We do. Press hard. Four copies. There we go. There we go. 
uh, as far what as what was the other question? Let's see here. Oh, and there's there's more. This was just the first long portion. Um, so yeah, uh, defenses for burglary, like cameras and stuff like that. Cameras are great. Uh, make sure you know how to work that crap. And make yeah, sure make that sure it's you have a it time and delete. Date. Yeah, right. make sure it's time and date stamped correctly. Like that. Like today, we're recording on October thirtieth, two thousand twenty-one. It is currently ten forty p.m. on the West Coast. If you live on the West Coast, make sure the time's right because when you say, "Oh, it happened October thirtieth at ten forty p.m.," and I look at it, and it's like twelve noon on New Year's Day. Yeah, there's an issue. It does no good. So, it's a lot of video scrubbing for the officer if they're going to try and find some footage. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to scrub it for a uh, vehicle burglary. Well, we wouldn't anyways. We'd just forward that to the detective division and let those guys who make the extra money do that. Yeah, and I don't think a detective's going to even do that because it's it's too much for them to go through. They have way they have too many so other many other to car- cases to yeah, go through for property that. crime. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, cameras it, are. Cameras are great, but at the same time, you know the single best defense for vehicle burglary? Locking your doors? That, and don't leave your shit in the car. And park your car in a garage? And close the garage. Right. But if you live in an apartment complex where you have a carport, don't leave shit in your car. Yeah, don't leave a GP, like you just said, you mentioned in your your, uh, letter, your (laughs) bibliography. Your incoherent (laughs) rambling. That uh, there's a GPS in there. Don't fucking have that shit sitting out where someone can see it. If I run into a store and don't want to bring my phone, I throw it under my seat or in my armrest because I don't even want my phone in my car where someone can see it, let alone a GPS unit. So I don't leave my car unlocked. No, never. <laughs> At all. Not even outside my house, ever. No, not even if I'm like, I'm going out, like, I'm going to get nope. in my car and go, oh, lock crap, the I forgot something inside. I live right. in a gated community and I still lock that shit. Yeah. It's just had some guy that. Just got his car stolen. He ran into Dunkin' Donuts for, quote, only five to ten minutes, and he left his car running, and some asshole jumped in it and took it to Chicago. <laughs> like, what do you... It's funny We write tickets happens. for unattended motor vehicles that are running. And what are you writing me a I ticket don't. for? Because you can get your car stolen because you're a moron. So here I you just, go. Anyway. I just tell him, hey, dummy, you're going to get your car stolen. Yeah. I want to... You know what I always want to do while I'm in uniform? Get in the car and fucking move it across the parking lot and then walk in <laughs> and see if they noticed. That's what I want to do. Just wait. I'm going to do that before I retire. There you go. Yeah. Is okay. there another part of that question? There, there is another part that he wanted to, to add in there. He wanted to add a okay. PS. Don't you hate the question, quote, do you value your property over a human life? Close quote. Mike? Not really sure how to respond to that. <laughs> you want me to respond to that? Because I'll respond to that. Yeah, you respond to that. Okay, so if you're going to... Break into my home. If And by the way, oh. if you're breaking into my home, I'm assuming that you mean either me or my family harm. So guess what? It's you're not about property. Die. Yes. You like, can take I, the television. I, you won't get to it. Yeah. I've, if your like, goal was to come into my house and just steal my TV, once yeah, you come in my house, you're going to leave in a body bag. Like I kind of want to jo- like jokingly set up our Echo to like just say like a... Alexa, red alert. And then it shouts something like, Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Because <laughs> I mean, that next sound you hear will be your breath exiting your body. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and I hate it. I do hate it when people say that. Like, 
yeah, I the stuff that I've worked incredibly hard for, yeah, I value that more than the asshole that's trying to steal that from me. And possibly harm my family. Yeah. If so, you yeah. force your way into my home, you are a direct threat to me, my wife, my three kids, and my two dogs. Yeah, go ahead and I steal my car them. if it's on the driveway. Yeah. But if you come into my, my house, yeah. Then game on. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, yes, I do value my stuff more than a human life. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. All right. Mike, we have another question, right? We do. It's from Superfan Dave Franklin. Yes. 516 Woodward. You know, he took a week off, and I was, I was getting worried. <laughs> took more than a week off. I, I was concerned. I was going to start it. I was going to call in a welfare check. Now, I'm going to play this. Brandon couldn't hear it when I tested it. Still going to play it because I know it's coming through. I can see it on my machine. So here we go. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's David 516 Woodworks. Wanted to ask you this week about dust collection. Currently in my shop, I'm running one shop vac for my CNC and a secondary shop vac that gets used whenever I use my table saw, my jointer, or my sander. At what point do you start looking into a full dust collection system, whether it comes from like Rockler, Harbor Freight, Amazon, one horsepower, three horsepower, when do you find it it's time that you need to upgrade your system to something like that look forward to hearing your answer stay safe out there this week guys david thank you very much for the question great uh, question did you hear david. brandon fucking no yeah <laughs> brandon still has no idea i told brandon what the question was so well you sent me the audio file so i listened to it i think yesterday okay but it's about dust collection and when yeah. is a shop fact not enough when do you go big time? Well, in my case, uh, I still have my shop vac from 1992 that I use through a dust topper and then to my miter station. And, you know, if I had a front cover on this miter station, it would work even better, obviously, other than these waving Chicago White Sox flags that kind of keep dust in. <laughs> and I was using that for my table saw as well. And then... You know, for a table saw, it's not great, a shop vac. So I just went on Facebook Marketplace and found some guy who used to clean floors or do something with flooring in houses. And he had purchased and was selling the Harbor Freight uh, dust collector. And I think it's one and a half or maybe three horsepower. I don't really know. I think Harbor Freight and, uh, makes a one and a two. Oh, it might be two. It's a two horsepower. And... I think it was, he was selling it for a hundred dollars. He used it once. So I'm like, I think, it, I think it usually retails for like one fifty. I'm like, I'm in hundred bucks. Yeah. So I went and picked it up and there are a number of companies that make filter cartridges for the top. So you can get rid mm -hmm. of that damn bag that's up there. <laughs> the filter bag that doesn't really stop dust from coming out of it. Uh, but my, know. yours works. Okay. Well, my Delta one does. Oh, you know, it's a, uh, it's micron rated, and it's compared to an actual canister filter that they do make for these units. It's not even close to the yeah how purification wise how it works. So, mine I just wanted a second dust collector to run. So now I just keep the shop vac where it's at for the miter station only, and then for if I'm doing sanding, I hook up my Rockler hose to the sander with the you know with the dust topper, 
Mm-hmm. And I specifically used that really loud ass craftsman uh, <laughs> shop vac, which is David. Frankly, it's on its way out because it's so loud. I want to get a Festool, uh, you know, containment Ooh, you system. You want the HEPA one? Yeah, I want to get that just for the small stuff. Yeah. And eventually, when I build my big shop, I will be getting that huge Laguna Monster uh, whole shop collector where it runs to every machine with drop downs and stuff. But it depends yeah. on your workload. If you're just doing a few things here and there and you don't really need to spend the money, don't. But if you want a little bit better performance with the four inch hose, then definitely spend the 150 bucks and get a at least a Harbor Freight one because it actually works really well. And they make a propeller, an impeller that you can upgrade to that creates more CFMs. I haven't done that upgrade yet. And then you can also, like Hung did from Wiley Woodworks, he took it apart and there's a number of hacks online and YouTube videos on how to mount it to a wall and create the, uh, you know, the separator for it. And you can do so many things with it. So I would say jump in right away and get one. Yeah. So I have a, uh, kind of like the midsize, like rigid shop vac. Um, that's primarily connected to my table saw. And then I do most of my sanding and everything on my outfeed table, so I just pop it off there and then get the adapter and hook it up to my sander. Uh, the miter saw, I mean, I think we can all agree there is no such thing as a miter saw with good dust collection. I mean, some of these shrouds that people are like will build around them, those work decently, but for the most part, like the miter saw is a lost cause. Um, so mine, is, I like I have a two car garage. Mine is right at the mouth of the garage, and it just blows out into my driveway. Uh, oh. I do also have the the Delta dust collector. I think it's a single horsepower or two horsepower. Uh, but the thing that's really nice about it is it's on a movable cart. So I can move it all over. And I usually... Yeah, mine too. Hook, I'll hook that up to like my planer or my jointer uh, just because that produces the most the most chips. And that thing works phenomenally. But then I also use it to just clean up the shop, like vacuum out all the crap that gets on the floor. So if you can afford it, I think the Harbor Freight one's a great deal. I love my yeah. Delta one. It's super portable. Um, but honestly, for the most part, you can get by with just a really good shop vac because my rigid is hooked up to a dust stopper as well. And I was worried that it was going to, like I was going to lose suction there, but there's really not much, if any. And it does a great job of collecting straight from the table side. Like there's only a little bit of stuff left on the top. But that, I mean, you're I, gonna get that no matter what, unless you have that overhead dust collection too. I had a Chinese-made um, chain cyclone. Yeah. Where you you attach it to a, a Home Depot uh, bucket, so you take the lid and cut the hole in it, and it actually worked better than the dust topper. More CFMs for my shop yeah. but it's tall, and uh-huh. it it's not very portable, and it bumps into shit and I didn't make I wanted to make a cart where the dust topper or that one is is on top and the shop vac's on the bottom and you can roll the whole thing around. Yeah, I, haven't done I, forget, that yet. I forget what the cyclone thing is called. Uh, I think it's actually just called the cyclone. Uh, but I've seen a lot of side by side comparisons between that and the dust topper. And the cyclone one it, it does perform better. A little better. But it's only marginally better. So but you're paying $100 for that one versus unless you buy the Chinese some, one. Unless you buy the Chinese one, but then you're getting, you know. No, it's the same it's just a you're, mold. You're getting Chinese quality. quality. 
Yeah, I know, but still. <laughs> it's hard to mess that if up. You, if you can pick between something made in China and something made not in China, pick not in China. And pay the extra seventy five. I'm still I'm still a little pissed about the whole, you know, COVID thing. Yeah. So but the side by side comparison of those things is not really significant enough to warrant one versus the other. It's all personal preference. And Dust Topper is a huge supporter in our wordworking community. So it really is. They send out all kinds of stuff to people. Yeah, not they me. Do. Not me. Other people. Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure Mike has like seven. just so you know. Yeah. But I have tagged them on every state of the shop post that I do because there's a picture. You can see it in my picture. So, like I told yeah. you, I post everything. And they've said, they've commented back, you know, whoever's running their social media, thanks for the shout out or whatever. So that's like when the I, home right sprayer people. Like, it, yeah, they've tagged fantastic. them in a couple of things and they're like, they featured our the pantry I did. Cool. Uh, for one of their like Friday follow things. Awesome. I got to get back to posting. I need tomorrow. to do a better job. I need to do a better job of like stories. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to challenge myself this week. Starting Sunday, I'm going to try to have... Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'm going to try to start posting stories, at least, daily, where you got to look at my ugly mug. I'll probably have lose... To? I'll, I'll probably lose... <laughs> well, I mean, you can skip, but I'm going to probably start losing followers. I'm going to track it, too. I'm going to see if it if I get any type of uptick in engagement or anything like that. I usually do the stories when I'm in the shop, but it's See, funny. that's the thing is, when I'm in the, when I'm in the shop... I like completely forget about Instagram, my phone, and yeah, I just post about what I'm working on. Give a little, you know, if something I that finished forget the, what, until I'm I, done, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, should have done that. That would have been really good. <laughs> yeah, I've slipped the last, obviously because of my injury and not being able to post. So I got to start making it up, and I haven't been very motivated lately. So I got to do my YouTube videos with this new cutting board coming up. I want to do video on that and this five foot flag. And then engraving the star and stuff, I gotta, I gotta do all that. So, well, there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll each do it. Some type each. of story a day. If I sometimes I'll usually post pictures and stuff. When I yeah, I'm gonna try to do something where it's more, even if it's you? yeah, like kind of. I know uh, David Miller over at uh, D Miller Designs. He does a great job of like. Posting and being engaging, he's like, he's super comfortable on camera, or at least he appears to mm-hmm. be. Um, yeah, and and he provides you don't do good information. Yeah, no, I don't do nearly enough. He does it like every day, and it's, I think it's fantastic because he's just as busy as anybody else. And then I think uh, I think like Willow Willow Wood doesn't is another one that like he posts all the time. He does a really good job of explaining what he's doing and bringing you through the process. Yeah, I would do it more if I was in the shop every day. But yeah. Some weeks I'm only in the shop two days. So there's not much to post. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this puppy up, shall we? Sounds fantastic. I think we covered everything. Uh, we did. I want to thank everyone for sending in the questions. Yeah. Good job, Andres. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out real quick. Go ahead. Shout them out. Shout it from, from a mountaintop. Teddy Ruiz uh, reached out to me about having Teddy Westside. <laughs> or Ted's Zenwood. Ted's Zenwood. Oh, yeah. That's way better. You can find him on, on Instagram at Ted's Zenwood. Uh, he's also a hardworking police officer who happens to do woodworking to help him cope with what we see. He reached out in reference to having my daughter help him design a logo. So I wanted to give him a shout out and say thank you very much for sending that my daughter's way. I hope that she can help you out. And you guys go check him out 
on Instagram. And what is that again? Ted? Ted's Zenwood. All one word. Z-E-N-W-O-O-D. Ted's Zenwood. Did you find it yet? I did. All right. Okay. Let's, yes. let, let's, see, let's see what kind of influence we have. All right. At, All right. I'm checking it right now, and he okay. has 83 followers. Yep. 84 now that I'm following him. Giddy up. Let's see if we can get him past the 100 mark by the next show. That'd be cool. So you guys go and smash his uh, follow button. Like, scare the crap out of him. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Smash the shit out of that. <laughs> but he listens, so he'll know. So Yeah. And wanted to give him yeah, a, but a like this doesn't come to. out till Wednesday, so we got right. Yeah, we got a head start because I'm going to start yeah. sharing this crap like tonight. Awesome, and that's all I got. All right, well that's that's all I got, Mike. That was fast. We Only should probably tell people. Show. We should probably tell people. Well, that includes the pre-show. No, uh, we just... should probably tell people where they can send their questions, so uh, they can always email them to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. You can DM uh, Mike over on his Instagram page at Marazzo Woodworking. Or you can DM me at Full House Woodworking. Or you can DM the show, Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast, on uh, on the old Instagrams. So many ways. Leave a so, message so on YouTube. Many. You, can. you can even personally hit us up on Facebook and send messages that way and ask questions. Right. And then so, be semi-ridiculed on the show. Do it. And then on the YouTube, the whole like, subscribe, ding-a-ling, ring the bell thing. I'm, why not? What's it hurt? What's it hurt? Did you listen last week? I added a bell sound. I did. I laughed. <laughs> Good. All right. That's it, man. I already played the exit music, so we're out. You guys stay oh, safe sh- in the shop. I and didn't on the hear street. it at all. I would have spoke faster. Oh, you're killing me with you can't hearing shit. I don't know. I don't know All what right. to do with my hands. Say goodbye, Brandon. Goodbye, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And scene. Scene.